Welcome to the Inters. Yes, it's the sportsbet.com.au harness racing podcast. And this is the one we've been waiting for. All roads lead to Melton, uh, particularly Ferris Road. That's where Melton is. And uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce members of the Sportsbet Trots team. Uh, which way? I'll go clockwise. Matt Peden, welcome, Matt. Rocket, the roads definitely lead there, but for, for the sports bet guys that are, that are going out there on Saturday night, I'm hoping the roads do lead out, but, you know, you don't know what will happen. I can tell you if you're looking to jump on a bus in the area, it's the number 456. They might be a, a good box trifecta combination as well. Yeah, 456, box it up. Yep, dollar for the, that. I, th- I think we're aiming more for the helicopter out of there if we back enough winners, but it could be also a hitchhike job as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tipping the ladder for me. And Andrew Diorio. Okay, Rocket. Yeah, really looking forward to Saturday night. Not only the um, the Inters uh, finals, but a, a good card, um, 11 races, a, a lot of um, group races. So it should be a good night. I, th- I think if uh, people ought to be glued to their TVs, mm. uh, if they're not out there, of course, and they, they really should be out there. Justin Carlefeld, don't you think? Thanks, thanks, great Will to be, be out here. There? I'll be out there. Yep, in uh, in fine form with the with the sports bet crew. Um, feel pretty lucky to be here. It feels like I've sort of timed my run a bit like Mitch Morton in the grand final a few years ago, just to be here on uh, grand final day. And to be honest, the most surprising thing is we've been able to fit four people in this recording studio. I thought three was absolute capacity. We're basically touching at the knees, but yeah. uh, we've managed to fit a fourth in here. So great to be here, Rocket. Well, we actually had a bit of success on the tip. Last week, uh, I, I don't think we were Robinson Crusoe because there were eleven races at Melton and uh, at uh, Cranbourne, I should say, and uh, ten favourites and a, a second pick won. But nonetheless, uh, we passed them on. We're peaking at the right time, aren't we? What and the, both the mega bets got the money for the listeners. Yeah, lucky there was two out of three because my two, my one doesn't win. <laughs> it was a, it was a brutal night. Um, the punters just got a lot. It was race after race that uh, yeah the favourites kept rolling in. So well, can we see if we can do it again? We'll uh, obviously spend most of our time looking at the uh, the two Inter Dominion finals, but uh, we've got to get there first and make sure we've got some money in the kick. And the first event, time to start at six o'clock uh, in uh, in Melbourne time. Uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, as they say at the moment. And uh, in this first event, rack em up, Tiger Pie is the uh, $1.70 favourite uh, early doors. Yeah, last week he and um, and Wrangler went around a bit tighter in the market. Wrangler got to the front off the back of a good drive from Luke. Um, Tiger Pie sat parked and was able to, to beat him fairly comfortably. So those, there's a little bit more between those two this week and you'd expect a, uh, a somewhat similar result looking at the market. Yeah, a bit tough for Wrangler this week, in my opinion. Potentially the, the two rule of thumb gets to the top and there's no lead there for it. Um, does, does he come around early, Wrangler, and then get maybe the 1-1 one, one on rack him up? Potentially. I, I still think from watching New South Wales days, he's better driven with a sit and with, yep. with one run. Um, maybe he gets that opportunity. Mm. Um, from a punting point of view, to be honest, Play small, in my opinion, but I'd rather be on the sort of the one and all the the eight to place at both the big prices, both racing well, potential leaders back three pegs and get every chance. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think Pocket the Deal actually uh, actually beat Rule of Thumb um, last run, having that two runs ago. Yeah, yep. two runs ago, having yep. that identical run. So the pace does. Uh, it looks like there'll be it'll be a solidly run race, and Pocket the Deal leaders back, and and maybe the eight. He's a cracker three back the pegs at. at Huge odds, yep. maybe the way to play. Well, that's the first of the uh, the two harness happy hour races, which uh, not only are applicable to the Melton card, but also every other harness meeting on Saturday night around Australia. And just to just elaborate on that for the, the listeners that might not be aware what harness happy hour is, it's 
basically you've got to be chiming in. You've got to be betting. We increase the odds on all runners. We get our betting percentage right down, which essentially in summary just means you are getting overs. You are getting generous odds. So, yeah, in, in that in that two-hour window, all harness venues, races one and two, you have to be getting involved. And where you, you guys were just talking about maybe looking at a couple at odds, well, it's not just the favourites that are at a much bigger price. Uh, things that are normally 25 to 1, uh, suddenly they're 50 to 1. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right, the second race, uh, this is the first of our Trotters events on the night and uh, it's a, a, a race in which Aleppo Murphy uh, looks the goods, his odds on. Uh, is he a good thing? Well, he's somewhat enigmatic, isn't he? He's, you're relying on him scoring up at the start and putting it all together, but when he does, he's very good. Um, I think if he scores up, Chris will be probably somewhat cautious, cautious at the start and, and try and move into it if he can get get that opportunity. Yeah, I think you've summed it up well. Um, there's always that question mark with with uh, Aleppo Murphy's manners, but, um, you know, it's in really good form. Chris Elford drives. Um, yeah, looks looks the one to beat at at a dollar ninety currently. It's it's probably um, probably start around that you'd say. Um, yeah, but you cross your fingers at the start. Yeah, it doesn't get me excited this race mm. at all. If this was race one, I'd probably either miss it or just be in the sort of the, the bistro there, um, topping up the alcohol. But um, <laughs> something small, desert fly other place. I know it doesn't have a very high profile and it's not considered much of a horse, but maps well and can plug away for a place. Yeah, I, it does. I, re- I wrote it, I wrote that off, didn't I, yesterday? I didn't think I? you did. I, I Makes did. absolutely immoral. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was trying to tell the punters. Get on. Uh did see it finish off its race uh, quite nicely last time, so sitting on the pegs there, yes. Uh, third event, again, the Trotters, uh, this time uh, another step up in class. Some of these had uh, been contesting the Inter-Dominion series. Is there an omen bet drawn one there, the, the Grinch, Father Christmas? Well, there's, he's not hopeless. He certainly uh, far prefers standing starts to mobiles, and this, of course, is a mobile, but uh, can't complain if, about barrier if, one and the stable really, mates in four. If you're really desperate and sort of pulling out the omen bet card by race three, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, there's every chance, but I'm going to make a prediction here that Andrew Fabrication Diorio goes with the six. Well, no, <laughs> you would be wrong because I have uh, jumped off that bandwagon. Oh, no. Um, you don't stay on long. No, no, I... I He's, he's been a bit disappointing during the inter series. Oh, he's, he's a horse with uh, with high speed, and look, he has won Group Ones um, in the past. So I think he's probably the only horse in the field that well, maybe we'll, um, Dan's Craze has won a Group One as well, well. We'll get him a start at Victor Harbour, and you'll be back on the bandwagon again. <laughs> but once oh, they've been to SA, you're all over him. Oh, I quite like one. Um, I think it's a really good each way odds in rolls. I think um, the, the engagement mm. of Chris Elford, um, good gate speed horse. I think it'll lead and I think it'll give a good side at the $8. It's been backed, hasn't it? Yeah, there's been a bit of money for it. Um, it I think it could start. Um, 17 into 8. 17 into 8, okay. Yep. So, so we're going around the favourite dance craze here, it seems. A, a good dance craze is very good, isn't she? Well, I, I would think a uh, chance of being in next year's Inter Dominion. Dance craze. Wouldn't she, be able to play. she wouldn't have been able to place this year. No, and it was surprising that she wasn't in the series. So you wonder what the stable was, was thinking. Um, well, bring maybe. them along slowly. So yeah. plenty of time. And I'll be staying out. Um, don't like the race at all. I think that's a time the rice paper rolls come in <laughs> Jeez, to replace if, the satay chicken if, skewer. So it's <laughs> a real wet blanket. Yeah. Chicken satay. <laughs> no, no, we, we finished wrong. If you okay. want, if you want one at all, the infused I reckon, satay. Um, <laughs> I reckon Savannah JJ at the fifty to one. Like it's her run. She uh, she should have won last start, and the run was good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I don't think she's hopeless at the 50s either. All right. I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the state of our manager that he might be in following these trot races. Justin? <laughs> Mates. All right, well, let's, let's, let's <laughs> move. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's uh, – here's one we can talk him into, surely. We, we return to a pacing event here, race number four. <laughs> this thing, boy. Now, it could not have been any more impressive since it's arrived from the shaky Isles. Buster Brady. Yep, he's a good horse, but I'm steering around him. I'm going with let it ride at the price. Oh. I go too. Yep. Really? Yep, yep. absolutely. Yeah, I'm in Buster's corner, so oh, I'm going Yeah, because he's favourite. No, no, the, the reason why is because I, th- I think he's a lot uh, lot stronger than yep. Let It Ride. He, he's got more um, He's got more uh, about him. You can drive him uh, tough. You can you can drive him. He's shown he can sprint home in 54 last start, so. Does he get to the front, do you reckon? What do yes. you think? Well, I, I think he does, um, and I know last start was very impressive, but he Essentially walked the first yeah. the first half mm. in about sixty two ish around mm. there and zipped home in fifty four and a half or fifty four seven somewhere around that. I mean, if that was let it ride, he could walk and get home in fifty three. Yep. I know there's a difference in them. Let it ride was disappointing, very disappointing last start. I think if if the butt stable indicates that there was no real issue there and then, and he's, he's bounced back, he's been eating up, his work's good. Then I'll be pulling the definers on this one, and although I started slow, I'll be going for home. Right early. Okay. Well, we did, we did have a discussion uh, early in the week, and I know Matt, you thought Let It Ride, uh, you had him favourite over Buster, so yeah, the, look, the price is tempting for to, sure. To be honest, there's probably not much between them ability wise. Buster Brady's probably stronger, but mm. I, I am concerned, and you know, Kim will probably make me look like an idiot. I'm concerned that he might lack that high speed at the back end of a you know, a, a fast run last mile. Yeah, my concern is, like, from bed, back in Let It Ride, his bus Brady gets there, he's got a limited yep. pressure, does his own thing, absolutely. Um, the Let It Ride bet is only if, you know, there's probably going to be a pre-race interview with, but um, it's something along the lines of he indicates that it's right to go, then that's the time to, to chime in if you're listening at home. How, if this Inter-Dominion series was starting a month later, how would Buster Brady fit into the frame? He'd be in the final. He's, he's good enough to be in the final, yes. Yeah, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine, but I mean, let it roll was second favourite for the right. whole of betting, so that's yep. something to exactly. keep in mind to try and line them up as well. Mm. Yeah. All right. Good well, race. Talking about some of those uh, Inter Dominion horses, we've got the uh, the consolation is the the next one, and uh, this is an open race. Anything could happen here. Matt, Matty Peden's going to be on track. Elmer's image is drawn one. Likely leaders back around the five dollar mark. This could be. This could set the night off. And, and Joe's Joe Star and, and Joe's on its back, back yeah. mind you. Stephen Hunt, if you're listening, if um, if the one wins, I'm coming to the photo. You owe me that for and the for winners bar. With. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alpha Rock. Look, he's a brilliant gate speed horse. He's he's going to have to negotiate the gate speed of Hickstead and and probably to a lesser extent Mr. Wickham. But if he gets to the front. We've seen what he's done at Manangle. Um, he'll get to the top. I can't see them going lickety-split. Um, I don't think I'm the boss will go an excessively fast pressure uh, or put an excess- excessively amount of pressure on, I should say. But, um, you know, if they go 61, 60 the first half, it's hard to see Joseph, It's hard to see Alpha Rock getting beat. Yeah. No, I was, I was Alpha Rock's um, inter-dominion campaign so far. For mine, he's been a bit, uh, bit of a Lack disappointment. Luster. Yeah, yeah. lacklustre. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not so sure. He's he's run in the sec in the um in the second heat of Ballarat was yeah. exceptional. On the clock, he, it was he had excuses there. Um, I go go back to the first night when he led, seemed to have every chance. So you go 58 first half then though. Yeah, um, and keep in mind this is over the same distance as uh, both the finals, 2,760 yeah, meters. I, I think that's what brings the others into it. Like Alpha on the boss isn't a horse that can sit up and try and ping him. Like they're going to have to get rolling, and Alpha in itself. You know, he's fast, but he's not blistering. He's probably going to have to roll from a fair way out. Um, for that reason, if Elmer's is spot on um, and its heat runs indicate in the inter-dominion that it is going well, I'd much rather be on it. Joe Star and me are $4.40. I couldn't touch that at the moment, given it's likely to be three pegs. It'll get out. Um, 
probably closer to double it, and at which point you can chime in um, Village Witch. I'd just rather be on those three from sort of leaders back three pegs, potential one, two, as opposed to these two up front, leader and death potentially. If it gets, yeah. it on. From a from a place bidding perspective, if um, if Star of Me gets out to, to say even money's the place, it looks a very, very good bet. Yep. All right, mm. uh, an interesting affair. It uh, seems as though there's a, a lot of potential scenarios there. But, yes, keep in mind that's over the 2760. Uh, the following race, uh, this is the last one before we uh, look at the two finals. And this is, uh, well, another interesting one in that it's it's quite an open betting race. Um Ego Dan is the one from the second row that's been backed into favouritism, but but plenty of chances. Yeah, it's, um, I, we had a look through this race yesterday putting the markets together and I reckon we had three different opinions of, of which of the bottom three deserve to start favourite. It's an outstanding race. Um, best three horses are, are probably drawn the, the, the poorest of them. Um, Matty Craven's horse inside the second line. So you've got four of the better horses drawn poorly, mm. uh, which which is it's going to come down to which cops the better tactical drive. Exactly. So we're going to see a move or two in this race. There's no doubt about that. They'll go like last week's pay. So have you got a tip? Um, yeah. I Look, at the price that it is at the moment, I could back the bottom one. Ample power. Yeah, I could back him with that. He started favourite or near enough to second favourite in the Geelong Cup. Um, arguably, it's probably a drop a dropping grade, um, considering he was favourite in front of Buster Brady. You look at the price he's going around in the constellation of the Inter Dominion, and you think, you know what, five dollars probably not a bad bet. Yep, you've been reading my notes. I think I, I sort of think the same way. There, I can't with, read <laughs> with ample power. If I was to sort of rank them, I, I had uh, ample power slightly ahead of Ego Dan, and then Star of Memphis out of the top three. Do, what? Um, how do we profile Star of Memphis? Is he a better horse on speed? Is he a better miler? What, what's the absolute go with him? Because I'm still trying to work him out. He's he's he's, he's been lightly raced. Um, I'm, I'm much the same. I, I was surprised at his starting price last start. To me, it suggested maybe like he hasn't been 100% or there's been a few sort of um, issues because he, he has shown a, a lot of ability. Um, there's it, probably a couple of horses in this that you could potentially uh, consider a distance doubt, uh, like in, insofar as you'd prefer to be on them over the shorter trip. Um, this is certainly one of them. He's had, uh, see, Star of Memphis over this trip, uh, eight starts for two wins and yet has won 10 from 15 over the, the shorter trip. Mm. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah too, that's too, it. Yeah. Too many and the other, the other one's probably Wardan Express, even though it's yep. got a lovely draw. I, th- yeah. I do wonder if he's better out rolling over a mile Warden Express. Mm. Well, both of those horses yeah. might be better suited to that shorter trip. I, I'm not sure there really deserves to be so much between Ego Dan and Ample Power. Um, I think Ego Dan probably can do so, a little bit more work than what Ample Power can. Would, would we agree? Um, yes, uh, slightly. I'm, I'm with you that, yeah, I think the, the gap in price uh, shouldn't be as big. Um I'm still learning a bit about Ample Power as well. So I think she's yeah. she's on the up. Um, we know he, yeah, I've made that mistake a few times <laughs> now. But um, Ego Dan's what raced in last year's Inters in, in Perth. So he's he's sort of the most seasoned and, and been there. Um, whereas, yeah, Ample and, and Star of Memphis, not, yeah. as, not as raced. Good roughy in the race, Shadow Rain, if you can get the track through. Uh, yeah, so he's drawn in, in nine. He's, he's a... 
good sit sprinter. He's, he's obviously, um, he relies on tempo a lot of the time. You, you often see him running home late. Um, the speed map here up and at him has the speed to, to either hold or, or take, a, take a sit. I would have thought it would lead, wouldn't it? He did take a sit on Dynamic Bromac uh, last week. Um, I'm not sure. That's I, I guess I'm sort of steering to the the horses outside back, thinking, well, they're, they're sort of the class runners, and, mm. and they'll probably get around at some stage. So yeah, that map's a little bit tricky. Up and Adam, the place is mine. Um, keep me out of the back row crew. They're all wide back row. They're all going to be jostling to try and get around there first. Yeah. There's going to be several moves. Play to your strengths, predictability. It's drawn one inside front. It's probably going to be three dollars fifty, four dollars the place. Play with what you know. It's going to be thereabouts as opposed to relying yeah. on luck and moves and tempo and everything else with the back row crew. That's okay. a good angle. Good. Well, yeah. that's the first six. Uh, before we look at the Inter Dominion Grand Final for the Trotters, let's talk to Josh Dickey. Yeah, good mate. Thanks. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. Um, you must be really excited uh, with the Inter Dominion Final coming up. Oh, for sure. You know, it's such a great series. It's um, been a great build-up through the heats and, you know, now to be part of the final, it's pretty special, eh? Oh, for sure. And you're happy with the ho- how the horse has come along and gotten through the, the series so far? Yeah, we're really happy, eh? Um, you know, all of his three runs have been terrific. Um, you know, his conditions held up, you know, outstanding. Um, you know, he hasn't missed a feed. He's been eating up every night and, um, you know, the way the horses handled the series, you know, we couldn't be happier really. Oh, that's that's great to hear. Well, listen, good good luck to uh, you and the family and uh, the and uh, all our best uh, with the horse. But we'll we'll let uh, Justin uh, fire the the first question at you about this big event. Yeah, Josh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you mentioned obviously he's racing very well during the series so far. Do you think there's any improvement left for the final? Do you expect a better performance? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, it's he's been going so good. It's, Sort of hard to ask for much more, but um, you know we're, we're pretty confident that um, you know we're saving the best to last. Um, you know, in New Zealand, he, he won the free for all on Cup Week and lined up a couple of days later in the Dominion, and you know he won fourth. But we're a little bit disappointed to be fair. Um, you know, he went great, but you know the winner was good on the day too. But we thought if anything, he should have run second, and yeah, you know, it was a bit of a concern in the back up there. Um, yeah, were, were there any issues know, at that time? Uh, from from no, my view, yeah, nothing. Yeah, okay. Nothing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I don't know whether we just caught him on an off day. I'm not sure. But, yep. You know, that was a, it. Was an issue heading to Melbourne that was going to, you know, handle these heats. But the top, we always thought he would. You know, um, and, and to be fair, he's just got better through the series. So, look, heading into the final, as I say, I was quietly confident. I, I think that. Um, you know, you could see a better horse on final night. He's been racing very well, and you would have been very, very happy to draw uh, the pole position. And obviously, the million-dollar question is around tactics and whether you think you can you can hold the lead. Is is that your first option, or you just assess it how you go into the first turn? Yeah, look, he, he's got a great draw, and you certainly got to use it. Um, you know, it's one of those. It is a million-dollar question, really. Um, I'm confident that he will hold up. He he has got off good. Um, when I got Kate crossed me and um, second night, um, you know, but he was probably the second fastest out uh, that night, and, and he's got out as fast as Tornado Valley that night. She was only a couple of horses outside me, so it's, it is a bit different when you you draw the pegs and 
and they're drawn out wide, it's a lot more of an advantage. But um, you've sort of got to expect other horses running off the gate too because, you know, sometimes it's not as easy as reading on paper what it might be like, you know. But um, I just think that uh, the way he's been getting off, I'm pretty confident he'll be able to hold up and and we can work out what we want to do from there. Yeah, I guess it was very tight into that first turn as well, wasn't it? Um, between those two, it got very, a bit tight there and Tornado eventually worked to the front. Um, obviously, there's some concerns of the potentially over racing as well. Is that just something you have to, you know, play it out as it as it pans out through the race? If it is over racing outside you, yeah. Well, as I say, it's, he, he did over race a bit that night, um, but yeah, it's hard to know what, what will happen in that regard. But um, yeah, it's as I say, it, it is a really a million dollar question what, what will happen. Um, but yeah. It, all things being equal, it'd be if Tornado Valley's racing spot on and if I was spot on, you know, it'll be a great race. It really will. Josh, it's Andrew here. Is it true um, that uh, the horse is stabled at Andy Gath's property? Is there a, a, friendly, a friendly rivalry going on amongst uh, the two stables? <laughs> yeah, he is there. Um, <laughs> Andy put up a, a photo on Twitter the other day. It was quite a good photo too. With, um, the two horses looking at each other you know, eyeing each other up from the paddock and uh, it's just been friendly banter, you know, but... Um, any any fast work at home or...? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? No, no, no. Uh, they tend to just keep, keep to themselves, which is good, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it, it adds to it as well. But, um, you know, Andy and Kate have been great to Dad and I when we go over and stay. With, you know, we've always tried to stay there the last few years and, you know, um, we've raced against them a lot. You know, so there's friendly banter, but once we get to the racetrack, it's you know it's game on. Josh, he's been a um, he's been a marvelous horse all, all the way through his career. Um, you've got obviously a big start of owners for Woodland Stud in their syndicate. Um, what you know, he's he's probably getting into the twilight time of his career. What has he done for you as a trainer and driver to to put your career in position? How much does he mean to you? Oh, he's he means everything really because. Yeah, he's put me in places where, you know, I probably wouldn't have been. Um, you know, I'm, I'm only 27 and, and, you know, and he's won me races that, um, you know, a lot of people haven't, you know. And I've been associated with a horse that's, that's won eight or nine group ones and, you know, and it's pretty special. It's, um, you know, they're once-in-a-lifetime horses and, I, and I've been lucky enough to stumble across them at such an early stage of my career and, um, you know, he's put me on the map um, as a driver and now as a trainer with Dad, yeah. And he, he was he was a – what's the story behind him? How did you guys come across him? Um, it's quite a cool story, really. He he went through the yelling sales for Woodland Stud and he, he never never got a bid. Um, so they made a decision to uh, lease him to their racing syndicate and um, they give him to us to train as, as a yearling. And um, yeah, he was. You know, never, you never expect him to to be as good as that. But he, he wasn't going to make an early two-year-old, and we just kept putting a bit more work into him. And, and all of a sudden, he ended up qualifying as a two-year-old, and we pressed on, and he raced as a two-year-old. It wasn't really till an early three-year-old when, um, or even the jewels as a two-year-old, probably when we just thought, you know, the horse is um, really starting to develop into something that could be quite good, and. Um, you know, we're blessed with Woodland Stud, you know, giving us the chance to train him and, um, 
you know, we've been blessed that uh, he's turned out to be the horse that he is. He's won a, he's won a casual $967,000 career to date off 26 wins. A ton of hurt off for a trotter, isn't it? Well, oh, it's massive. Yeah, yeah it'd be, yeah, well, it's, be, be it's, terrific to add a fair bit to that on Saturday night, wouldn't it? Well, it would. You know, if, if he can, once he gets to a million dollars, he, he's really stand himself for afterlife, um, you know, after racing sort of thing. Um, you know, he's still a big, still a stud. So, um, you know, the women's stud would be pretty happy to have a million dollar earner and um, to retire at stud one day. Um, you know, so it's a pretty cool achievement. Not many trotters have done it. So down here anyway. Um, so, you know, it's it's pretty massive. And Josh, what about um, Dad, John? He's been in the, the game a long time and had plenty of good trotters. How does he rate this fella? Yeah, he's always said he's the best he's ever had. You know, Dad had some nice horses too. And, um, you know, this, this guy, he's he just got the all-around game, you know, so Dad's other good ones that probably just lacked in areas where, you know, this guy's, um, you know, to us, he's a champion, you know. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, to come across one like that, you know, Dad's, Dad's just like myself, you know, we're pretty blessed. But, um, you know, the way the horse has come through his whole career, you know, Dad's been um, massive for that to the way he's placed him and, and managed him as well. It's, you know, he's it's been second to none, really. And just to put that in perspective for our listeners, um, 967000 the career earnings for Speeding Spur, and the next best in the race uh, is the favourite, Tornado Valley, at 327000 mm, so There's a big go. difference there. Um, and it's a, it's an $85,000 winner's check here. So a win here will take you over the million-dollar mark. Yeah, that's right. You know, it'd be a cool way to do it. Um, you know, the Dominion Trotters final. It, I, I don't know how many years it's been since it's been a Trotters final, but you know, it's to, to bring it back um, is pretty cool. And if we can get the job done, it, it'll mean a lot. You know, if he stays sound, if everything goes well between um, between now and next year, do you think he can be there and, and defend a potential title in um, in twelve months' time in Auckland? I think he can. Um, you know, we'd all, we'd need things to keep rolling along as they are. Uh, it's that the owners have been great, and they, you know, they've allowed Dad and I to to make the call one day whenever it is to if he does need to be retired. But um, he's the way he's going, and, and he can keep ticking away. I, I think more than more than likely will happen. You know, um, Trotters. I mean, he's seven years old, but the Trotters they they keep going at, at an older age. If anything, they get better. Um, you know, Brent Lilly's Trotters. He's just like that, Kaiserly Blair. He's a great old horse. What's he now? Uh, is he 11? 10? Yeah, I'd say he's so. 11. Yeah. Josh, has there been any um, thought about um, you know going to Europe, perhaps uh, an elite lop or, or a, a big trotting race um, you know, overseas? Has is, is that ever sort of entertained you guys' thoughts? Yeah, there, there's been talk of it and um, there's been – yeah, quite a lot of talk, really. Um, it hasn't progressed to... A little bit of to... from Sweden. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of water to go the front here. It's not until, I think, May next year. Yep. Um, and, and we'd have to be pretty happy with the horse, how he is. I, th- I think Andrew wants to a, junk, a work trip over there, a bit of a junket, <laughs> yeah. and I'll uh, happy to jump on that as well. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. We'll um, just sort of see what happens, get through. There's still a lot of mm. group ones to get through uh, in New Zealand and Australia, so... 
hey, look, if it's if it's there, we'd certainly be keen to look at it and see what happens. Well, Josh, we appreciate it's a really busy, um, big week for you. And uh, as I was saying at the start, we, we do wish you all the very best and hope uh, things fall your way on Saturday night and uh, he he's able to perform at his absolute best, which we know is pretty damn good. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. And, you know, hopefully um, the horse runs well and, and we get a good result. Thanks, Josh. All the best. Thanks, Cheers, Josh. Mate. Good Thanks, luck, mate. mate. Cheers. Thanks. The Inter-Dominion Trotters Grand Final, 2,760 metres. It's the first time it will be held at Royal Melton. And uh, number one speeding spur, we've just spoken to Josh Dickey. Going to be mighty hard to beat. I'll tell you what, I've, I've backed him a long time ago and I got a bit scared at how well Tornado Valley's going. But that chat with Josh instills me with a bit more confidence than what I had maybe, you know, this morning. Um, he's obviously going well. They've got a lot of faith in the horse, don't they? Mm, they do. And and I guess that that run at, um, on the second night at Ballarat when he was crossed um, sounds like Josh, you know, he didn't quite, you know, push it out, you know, really hard from the gate. So maybe come come grand final night he will hold up. So Yeah, I think it's a great chance. The question I'll pose to him is just if Tornado Valley over races, Dowdy's going to want to go to war. Um for that reason, I think there's a chance Tornado Valley works to the front and, and then near on unbeatable. Um, so I'd be leaning towards it, but a cracking race, you know, speeding spur with thereabouts um, and give Tough Monarch, if Illawong Armstrong comes out and he's following through from that second row, you know, this distance and he won't know himself if he gets a soft peg run um, well, along the pegs. Well, so. that's going to be a, a good spot to be and I know Andrew's got a, a theory well, about uh, uh, that position could potentially be up for grabs when we look at two Monty Python. Yeah, with with Tornado get, uh, Valley running the gate hard out wide, um, I, I think there might be uh, an opportunity for for one or two maybe to uh, get the back of uh, Speeding Spur if uh, with with Tough Monarch maybe not being able to push through early. Um, something like you know you, Rompers Monarchy or even Monty Python may be able to sort of get to that, or even even save our pennies. Um, if the, depending on how how quickly Tornado Valley does run the gate. But you'd think he, he will be coming out as quick as, as he can. So and number three, save our pennies. You'd like to be on it each way if it was sitting on the back of Speeding Spur, wouldn't you? Oh, more, more a place chance. I think he's shown um, he's had that run a few times and he hasn't been quite good enough. Looks like this triple suited. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, I think he's had his chance to beat one of these and he's shown he's, he's perhaps just a length or two short. If it can't get to the pegs out, it's completely cast, isn't it? Yeah, just, yeah, a rough place chance. If, if there's a gap there and Monty Python gets in, the $5 a place is dead set a $1.50 chance. Yes. It is an absolute In steal. saying that, I think if, if they do, they will run along 2,700. There'll be enough time for Tough Monarch if he is, say, four pegs. You'd think a gap will four appear pegs. Well, at some as stage. you know, I think you'll be on the back okay. of Speeding Spur. But uh, The other one is um, Kingdom Come. Like, yeah. he, he has good gates, but maybe he might be able to tra- trail through well and, okay. and drop in. How good is it to see Ricky Alchum with a with a nice horse in a in a good Group One race? Absolutely prepares so many good horses for other people, and it's good to see him get one of his own there. Absolutely sensational bloke, Ricky, and he's done a terrific job with this horse. Um, very good horseman, does a lot of the the breaking, the pre training, um, and that type of thing. But just fantastic to see him have one in the race, and yeah. Um, yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there to win, and like that sort of run as I sort of alluded to earlier, is like that peg run over this trip, sort of five turn trip at Melson. That's Difference between being peg line and one off is about twenty meters difference in distance covered. 
this is a horse that's constantly been three wide death, three wide death, regardless whether that's um, up in New South Wales or since he's come down here, feels to get a three three pegs trip or something to that you know manner at Melton. Um, he'll be there, especially if Tornado Valley's applying pressure on the outside. But to be honest, I'm I'm very much in the Tornado camp and um, that sort of that helicopter ride um, post races will be heavier heavier well, line on this. At present, Tornado Valley's one dollar seventy five, speeding spur three forty. One in the market that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, number eleven, Kai Valley Blur. Yeah, trips to suit, isn't it? Mm. He'll love the longer journey. Um, there's a sense of timing about him. Who's, who's yeah. in the cart, by the way? One C. Alford. Who's he? <laughs> he goes all right, the boy. <laughs> and and he, he'll benefit from any early speed battle. If Tornado Valley puts the pressure on early and can't cross, it could fire up and Kai Valley Blue is the one. I, I know you mentioned um, Tough Monarch, but Kai Valley Blue is such a, an opportunist that, you know, he will, he'll, he'll be, he's always running on and, yeah, any any early speed war, he, he'll He'll love it. What's your What's your Quinella around the table? Um, I'm I'm gonna go I'm or gonna go tornado on and exactor. I want it, I want it first and second. Right, I'm gonna go tornado to beat Kai Valley. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna go speeding spur and tough monarch. Yep. Uh, six from one. Uh, Favorite way tornado oh, valley. Play from rocket. Be a bit adventurous. Safe. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, well, we'll wait till the next tornado one. to beat tough monarch. So what what price um uh, we sort of think we can back tornado valley at? Comfortably, like if, if we're sort of yeah. uh, anything above a dollar seventy six, yeah, six bucks on his Kiwi form. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dollar seventy. Um, I know we know one punter. Uh, I think when we when we went up early for the series, uh, we gave twenty one dollars and yes. uh, jumped on it. So just a disclaimer: I hadn't started a sports bet at that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> otherwise it would have been forty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to that that uh, that punter, I know uh, he'll obviously be uh, pretty excited. All the best, and that's I mean that's the. The big thing with betting in the futures, isn't it? You can you can lock away some great value, and we, we put up a lot of futures markets. So yeah, and we get plenty um, wrong. So yeah, there's, there's yeah. plenty wrong there. You just got to jump in there and tell us which ones they are. Yeah. So always be looking through our futures markets. Get on, and um, we're happy to lay a bet. And and all the best um, for that punter for this weekend. Saturday night, race eight, nine forty-five p.m. local time, two thousand seven hundred and sixty meters, the time-honored Inter Dominion Pacing Championship final. And at the present time, as we sit here, number five, Spankham, $3.30 favourite to be driven by Mark Purden. The stablemate, number nine, Cruz Bromac, to be dri- driven by Nat Rasmussen, who had the choice of drives, $4 second pick. And uh, then we've got I'm Pat's Delight at $5. Uh, we've got Galactic Star at $7.00. And then nine dollars Tiger Tara and ten dollars San Carlo. I feel a bit weird sitting here, Rocket, because normally you'd sit here and you'd say, "Oh, you know, Mark and Natalie's horses—they'll have them ready to peak on on the big night." But how much better can these two get? Well, that's the thing. If they can get better, how do they get beaten? Well, they can't. They run the Quinella. They won't get beaten if they if they've got improvement left in them. It's simple as that. The thing is, at the moment, you can back them both straight out and and get close enough to even money. So no doubt, uh, as we get closer to the night, yeah. even money, either one winning, it's not a bad looking bet. Um, it's a tricky map, isn't it? Trying to work out. I'm certain that Pat's delight's got the gate speed to get across. Rocket and I have no. pretty much had the boxing gloves on for the past, <laughs> you know, 36 hours. Galactic star, <laughs> Haven't seen Rocket Arc Art Lock for, like that for a while. And I even had the video proof. <laughs> I mean, Mark Dore is the quickest horse in yep. the race off the gate, but 
I think he has to hold with Galactic Star because Mark Doro, if it gets across in front of Galactic Star, um, almost certain to hand up to something else. But if he can sit in the trail, let's be honest, if he can sit in the trail, another horse does the work for him, The you know, if he something like Pat's Delight gets the front that won't relinquish the lead... I can't see Galactic Star missing a place, and he gets his shot up the lane to try will, and go past. Will Pat's delight hold the front? Absolutely. I know they've, they've Cran- talked a tough game, but Crane's horses love being in front. When it, when, it, when it comes to New Zealand, and we we watch a lot of racing, they they aren't afraid to hand up, hand up, and nah, um, hand up. Hand up. Nah, just keep listen, going. Nah, listen, that, we're getting sidetracked. Here. Actually, that's one of the <laughs> bets we should put up. I mean, there is a multitude of betting options available in the Interdom Hub on the sportsbet.com.au and sportsbet app. Yeah, we've got those doubles, don't we? But we could throw up uh, whether Pat, I'm Pat's Delight actually leads at any stage of the oh, race. Oh, rocket. There's a bowler at <laughs> coming up. Rocket, I can't, you can't do it to me. The There's temptation. no way that horse, at no stage of this race will that horse have its nose in front. You need, you need to go and do some replays of um, of these. No, I think they, they, hasn't got I reckon the they met as a two-year-old. I know Pat's, it's led in a couple of races but not in this company. Rocket, the, the Kiwi companies, it's been company, it's been racing against is, is pretty good. Mm. We might let you blokes sort that out afterwards. Um, <laughs> tricky race, like the draw in a sense has made the race, mm. but Jesus has given me some headaches trying to work out a map and and who, who might lob where, and then also the prices of them. Original thoughts, I thought, you know, if, if Galactic Star is going to hand up, or if even if MacDoro got there, then potentially Spankham was going to be the first there. But agree, you know, Pat Slot. Is some chance to be first there, and then you've got Tiger Turret as you go back first, then forward. When's Cruz come around? To be honest, I think Spankham's the the form horse of the race. Like if he knew he was going forward and potentially the lead was there, he starts closer to even money, but could also start closer to four dollars. It's that it is that open and that confusing. It's very hard to work out. What do we read into Natalie's decision? You know, I've seen the draws and I've walked away at you know nine thirty on on Tuesday morning, and I thought, right, this thing's going straight to the front. Um, or not going straight to the front, but it'll work forward. Natalie's on it. It's obviously the form horse. It'll win. Um, then the drivers come out, marks on it. Yeah, the old spinner amongst the pigeons. Do, do we take it as though All-Stars think Cruz Bromax a better chance than Spankham? Or is it more to do with owners? What, what do we put it down to? Well, we could sit here guessing all day, I think. But I, could, yeah. I, I would have thought that. In looking at the race and the, the way the marbles have fallen or the, the cups have been lifted up and turned upside down, uh, she just figures she's in a good spot there on two horses with similar ability going equally as well as each other. She can see what unfolds in front of her rather than have to be part of that, being yep. drawn in five as Spankham is. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a good point. That, do we have any concerns with Cruz Bromac over a, over a sharp um, 2760? Yep. You do? Yep. Yep, some not too much. Um, yeah, the the win on on the grass three thousand and, and his uh, New Zealand Cup run. Oh, I don't Methan see it Cup. as an issue. Bit of Methan Cup, Methan Cup, and also the New Zealand Cup where he hit the line real well from what three or four back of the pegs. Yep, definitely. He was closing real fast late, so thirty two hundred. That surprised we haven't heard from San Carlo fan yet over here, Andrew. Uh, look, um, I'm not writing him off, but no, um, oh, the draws probably helped him. Well, it could be a good draw. It could be a really bad draw. Yeah, outside, so. he either had to lead or be where he is. Yeah, and, and a lot depends, like you said, on Galactic Star, what he yep. does. But if it is leaders back and and uh, Galactic holds up, then it's it's a chance for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Galactic camp just purely, again, taking some 
question marks out of it, drawing one, gate speed, you know where it's going to be and probably talking through my kick as well. But uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be trying to cheer, cheer home Galactic Star and, and for that matter, I mean, Rapper's Delight, talk about just absolutely no hope from there, unfortunately. No. So do we play straight? Straight on the nose, Galactic, or each I'd be, way? I'd be each Like, you're going to get mm. $2 a place. Yep. Straight each way, Ben. Leader, leader's back, yep. Uh, so in going around the table, what do we do? Uh, first, second, and third, and best roughie, or yeah, what would I'll, you like to do? Uh, I'll just give you one. I'll just say Galactic Star and my best roughie, a horse that is airborne, our Uncle Sam. All right. Not sure where he maps. He could be four or five pegs all back in the running line, but he's a horse that got home in sort of – Sub fifty three the other night, and he's uh, he's racing really well. So, so one and best roughy. Does that sound like the plan? Yep. Oh, you, can, um, you can do one, two, and three, but I'm just that confused by the race. <laughs> I just went with the one. Yeah, I, I'm much the same. I'm, I'm happy. There's a tip to throw with uh, Father Christmas in the double. Can't refuse. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, c- not confused. Can't can't ref- run, run confused. That's can't it. refuse. I'm I'm going with Cruz Bromac. Um, Natalie's um, obviously chosen it over Spankham, so. I'm I'm happy to to go with that. Not getting um, involved in the early speed battle, I think. Um, yeah, it's probably a a good draw for it that it just sort of sits behind, watch watches everything unfold. Um, and she always makes the the right decisions in the big races. So she's very good. Yeah, so she's going for her fifth into Dominion paces. So yeah. she's she's been there, done that. So happy to stick with her. Um, and like Justin was saying. Um, Uncle Sam, it was hard not to to miss his last run, where he flashed up the inside in a really quick uh, last quarter. If if the one does um, hold up Galactic and San Carlo is able to push through on its back, then Uncle Sam maybe three pegs, just yeah. just drive it there for luck and and hope hope for the gaps to come late. I think so. Like even despite its last run, the start before that, it took off. Um, Three wide was it with no cover? I think it was. Or uh, uh, yeah, Ballarat when um when it carted up Spankham and Spankham's yep. got out underneath it. it. I think pushed it wider and wasn't that far behind it. No. Yeah, he'd have done all the work around um that for the the first turn of the last lap and then down the back straight. So oh, absolutely flying, but just yeah, it needs a lot to go his way. But you're probably going to get sort of forty one, fifty one dollars and yep. six, seven, eight bucks to play something like that. So That's get involved. It. Yep, and I'm going to I'm going to go with Spankham. Um, Mark's such a brilliant. Brilliant driver of these long-staying races. We've seen what he's done with Lazarus and Smolder the last two years. Um, horses flying on the up. I think if you can push forward, find a spot, be positive, um, you know, he's going to be hard to beat. I can't believe you didn't tip Pat's delight after all that. Well, that's when going to be my... You've boxed on about gates waiting for the, the mega bet. That's going to be my value bet. <laughs> and my value suggestion is for the punters to jump on the Intermediate, uh, to jump on the mega bets, go to Harness Racing Mega Bets, uh, it'd be um, on the Interhub, wouldn't it? No, probably. no, go on in the Oh, this. Oh, the, the hashtag okay. Go Bala Megabet. Oh, right. yeah. Take $26 for him to win the Interdom final as well as the Chariots of Fire in, in two months' time. Did you fall asleep on that price again? No. no. <laughs> just, just holding it there. I'm, holding, I'm, I'm giving the punters a chance. I'm a very generous man. Well, I, I, I'll ask you as the New Zealand harness racing man. Yep. Who would be the queen of harness race? Who would be the queen at the moment when it comes to New Zealand harness racing? Drivers' horses. It'd be Nat Rasmussen, wouldn't it? Oh, by leaps and bounds. Yeah, and it's it, Saturday night at Melbourne. It's going to be a full house. It'll be a full house. I'll be there. I'm going to, you know, I'll be there in my uh, what, what's, my blue tie. What's Nat the... Rasmussen got? Four of a kind. Beats a full house every time. Uh, Blacks are fake. Four four into Dominion final wins in the sulky. Yeah, but I'm not tipping it because I think it's a oh, distance. Down. I'm, I'm actually I don't want to be anywhere else except on the pegs. Uh, I just think uh, 
the one will lead or will hold the lead, Galactic Star. And oh, Sankalo, Sankalo. Oh, here you go. You so it. I'm going eight from one. Sankalo <laughs> to, to the right time. You've got Star. another one on board with you, Andrew, right at, the, right at the crucial moment. I tell you what, though, I like your roughy, Justin, uh, our Uncle Sam. In fact, I think... Um, HRV may have missed a marketing opportunity there because I reckon the kids' frisbees with Uncle Sam on them. What are you doing here? Maybe maybe you should be in marketing. (laughs) You're a wasted talent in this studio. Bloody whacking away with the harness team. I reckon they'd be flying left, right, and centre on the grass out there Saturday night. You're an innovative man, Rocket. I'm sure Cody Winnell's listening. So Cody, there's a a little leg up for you there, mate. You have to get Rocket's face on a couple of the frisbees as well. (laughs) And one other driver to mention, um, Gavin Lang going for his first into Dominion Pacers. Is that right? Yes. No, Pacers. He's won Pacers. Trotters. He's won Trotters. That's right. Trotters, he's won, yeah. he's but, won Trotters, um, no Pacers. Yeah, probably, probably won't get a better chance mm. on Pat's Delight. Go Bala. Mm. Hashtag Go Bala. And I got through this without any ribbing about can't refuse, so that's great. That's a great win. <laughs> well, we're not, letting, we're not letting you go yet. Um, <laughs> race caller quotes, last episode. Now, before we go any further, I think we're going to open a little little special in regards to these rockets. Oh, what's that? Tell yeah. us about that. We'll have Spring a... Bring uh, another surprise. We'll have a, we'll this, have a, this is the finale. Is, here yeah, we yeah. go. Listen up. We're gonna, some easy money. Oh, look, I've got a bit of spare time this afternoon, so I'm going to open up uh, four megabit options uh, based around our four popular callers we've had through the series. First one's going to be Fred Hastings. Um, now, punters, you don't have a lot of time to get on. It's going to be for tomorrow night at Penrith. Thursday night. Thursday yes, night yeah. at Penrith, and it's going to be for Fred Hastings to say winning post judge and bell at least once during the once. Thursday night Penrith card. Yeah. Oh Any time, God. any race. Dollar, dollar four? Yeah. No, I'll give you $2. $2. <laughs> $2. <laughs> it's like the time we gave $2 for Alan Hull to say the gates crashed back when he <laughs> well, called it Greenwich. Speaking of Alan, we're, off the we're also going to offer $1.70 for him to refer to a spinnaker wow. on Friday night at Wagga. Once. $1.70. Again, once. once. All right. While we're there. If you see any relatives of mine chiming into that market, it's not my money. <laughs> nah, sure. <laughs> While we're there, we'll go to uh, Brisbane, uh, Saturday night, Albion Park, Barsby. Look, Looking for separation? Nah, we we're going to go for Leader Peter slash Leader Pete. Or Leader Pete. Leader Pete. Leader Pete. We, we yeah. think uh, Glen Ferry Hood might be in front in the Christmas, yep. uh, not the Christmas Cup, the Queensland Cup. So Barsby, so if you're maybe, listening, um, Leader Pete. Leader Pete. Pete. Yeah. Pete McMullen, what price? Uh Two twenty was uh, for that one. Two twenty for him to mention. Okay. Leader Pete on any of the races on the card, and to finish off, we're going to go with Randy Jones the <laughs> third uh, slash Mark McNamara, and we, we're looking for a reference of gate speed is a beautiful thing on Sunday at Rungiora on the grass. What price? Uh, three dollars. Three dollars. We could. It could be lights out here by Sunday night. Really. <laughs> I was tipping it might be anyway after if this you, night. If, <laughs> if your pass doesn't work Monday, you know, <laughs> you know what's happened. Okay, I got someone else's. <laughs> well, I, I, in our final casting of votes, I'm going to give uh, Chris Barsby a vote. I was listening to some Ripper calls last weekend from Chris. Uh, uh, Lickety split. Loved, loved him trotting out the lickety split in, in the run when they were going hard up front. And uh, and they didn't just light up the tote board last week. I noticed they blew it up. Oh, bloody blew it up. Geez, <laughs> they were generous. 100 to 1 chance got oh, the money. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to go, I'm going to make a prediction tonight. When um, when Legestia sails away at uh, June E, I think we'll hear Alan Wallet say that Tricky Trev's lifted the hands. Right. Yep. I haven't got one this week, boys. So, oh, yeah, I've come in prepared. I'll go um, Matty Young, but put him in the sack book last night. Uh, was it Northern or Narragin, whatever it was, antagonistic yep. in the last. It wasn't wasn't the one you're referring to before the show where he swore on air. But um, kick clear was the biggest moral of all time. The other thing flashed home. He stuck his neck out and said, no, no, insides won this. I'm sitting there going, oh, not sure about that. 
And after about three minutes, it comes through. It was a dead heat. So oh, wow. I thought I'd got the money and didn't. But I'd rather them take a, a stand like that and make a call in a tough situation. So mm. happy, to, happy to see that happening more. Still, momentum is usually the yeah. race caller's friend. Isn't that, isn't that ridiculous, momentum? It's a still shot photo. Why do they say, oh, it's got the momentum on the outside? It's a freaking still shot. Yeah. Why are we talking about momentum anyway? But anyway, that's, that's, that's another podcast in itself. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, are there any other best bets? I, I know, as we've mentioned already, there are so many different opportunities to take advantage of value. There's plenty of group, uh, not just uh, Melton, but Group One Night Friday yeah. Night, Alexandra Park. Yeah, the Park. Gloucester Park. Yeah. Gloucester Park. Yeah, I've got a best bet there. Um, punters got a mega bet out uh, three fifty for uh, Ultimate Machete to win on Friday night. He's about threes on, um, and the second part of that is for him to win a Group One. Uh, sorry, to win either the New South Wales or the Vic Derby in 2019, which he's going to—he's already 260 for them. So, or oh, importantly, keep an eye out for enhanced prices Friday night. He will be there, won't he? Uh, well, I, I don't know, yeah, but he's, he's going to be there. He'll be in there. He's going to be there. I'm you gonna, tell me. I'll I'm tell gonna, you what—you're getting out some overs on this show. Uh, all about boosting interest in our standard bread. And the other—the other, the other big group one is the Golden Nugget. Anna Malik, uh, John Barrier one. It won the um, the four-year-old Group One. Whatever that race yeah. is called, the, the lead up race, the last lead up. Week. Yep. yep. So, so I don't have to spend an hour explaining to you this week that he's got gate speed. You've learned that. Yeah. No, I learned that from from last start. He said he's got no gate speed. No, after he potted the gate speed, I, I, I tried to help. Well, him. I wasn't. I wasn't completely sold on its gate speed, but we've Any seen chance it. Chance mighty conqueror crosses, or we think it just lobs death and they control the race from there. Yeah, well, that's that was my initial thinking. Um, I don't think there's actually much between them, but it's come down to the barriers. So yeah, and I'll sound like a broken record, but stick to the peg leaders back, bright diamonds, sort of that two dollars, two dollars yep. fifty the place. Yeah, should be leaders back on the dollar thirty five and stable mate, and we'll be basically throwing out the tow rope there and getting yep. getting a tow along to the line, and hopefully finishing in second or third. And Saturday night as well, the Queensland Cup. Um, Colt 31 won the Jeez. It was good. No wonder you're working. We're all going out. You'll be sitting there. You'll be in your element sitting there watching all oh, this racing. Absolutely. It'll be, uh, you know, quality horses uh, everywhere. So Saturday night uh, at Albion as well, Colt full, 31. Full card available for all these meetings? Full card. All up. Yeah, all up. Oh, all the markets open? Yeah, yep. they're, they're, yep. they're all up now. Um, cool. Yeah. So. Like our futures, there might be a few errors in there. Just get involved and tell us which ones they are. Yep, Exactly. All right, well, that, that's it. It's been a, a great time getting together with you guys over recent weeks as we've worked our way towards the Inter-Dominion. Uh, the night is finally upon us and uh, we certainly implore everyone to to get out to Melton. It'll be a terrific night and uh, don't let weather bother you if there's a little bit of rain or a cloudy sky and the sun will come out at Melton. Don't worry, just once you get there, everything will be fine. Hopefully it's all stars at Melton. <laughs> 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 Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, guys.